Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter. And you're listening to a brand new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Hello, Mum. Hello, Pumpkin. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm a little bit sniffly today, so apologies if my voice is a bit husky. But apart from that, I'm I'm all good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I like a bit of huskiness myself. Oh, right, so, steady on. <laughs> so so um, weird. You, you sound a lot better than you did over the weekend. So yeah, that's definitely. really, really good. So, so no, I'm glad. You're on the mend. I'm glad we're recording this today and not then. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. All good, though. Lovely to be in person with you today. Yeah, me too. Lovely to see you. And talking about something that I think will, is definitely relevant to me at the moment and will hopefully help people. So, do you want to introduce the, the topic for today's podcast? Yeah, definitely. So we were speaking, weren't we? And for today, I think it's really important. It happens with everybody. Setbacks. Mm-hmm. What happens? How do you respond when a setback, however you, whatever you think that means for you, but how do you deal with that? And do you allow yourself when there's a setback that's kind of thrown you off balance? Do you allow that to kind of swallow you up? Mm-hmm. And then really go on the crest of a wave of that. You're riding that and whatever that response is for you. Or can you look upon it in a positive way that supports you? And I think this is really, really important because we live a life that contains so-called setbacks. And um, that really can, if you allow it, have a really strong negative impact on you. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just, well, it's relevant to everybody. It's relevant yeah. to everybody. So, yeah, I wanted to speak to you about it. It, ha- it is relevant to you, as you said. It is relevant to you today, particularly, actually. So what would you, how, would, how did you respond? How did you think about it? How do you feel about it? And how did it turn around for you? Because I know it did turn around for you. Yeah, I think I'll talk about setbacks more generally. Um, I think that one of the things about setbacks is actually not referring to them as setbacks because I think that automatically puts a negative spin on the situation. And, you know, it's like when people say, oh, you're taking a step backwards or a step back. It's the same kind of language. And I just think it's negative language because I think you're always moving forward, even if it feels like you're not. And actually, usually the situations where you feel like you're not moving forward, later on you realise that they actually helped you massively figure out where you wanted to go or change of direction or you know something a lot more positive so I would actually not refer to it as a setback I would say it's an unexpected circumstance is what I would say because I think that's the key element of it and that's the bit that makes it feel like you're going backwards is the unexpectedness so when when these situations happen that's what I find tricky about them because you don't foresee them occurring Um, they're unexpected they're usually triggered by someone else as in someone else's so for example if we take the uh, a setback at work perhaps for example you get demoted or perhaps for example you get asked to change roles and you see that as you know something that's not desirable to you or you know they reduce your uh, working days to two days when you're working four days or you didn't get the promotion you expected yeah or you expected a promotion you didn't get one so all kind of unexpected circumstances that could potentially feel like setbacks um usually that someone else has kind of put that on you in the sense of someone else has decided that that's going to happen and it's in an unexpected way and I think that's what makes the situation so tricky is it feels 
I think your initial reaction can be quite emotional to it, which is totally fair enough. Um, and the setback that we're talking about that I felt like I had, um, definitely had an emotional response to it because it felt unexpected. It felt like someone else had, um, almost like made a decision for me or backed me into a bit of a corner with a decision and didn't see it coming and don't think the way that it was done was particularly fair or the way that I would have done it. But I think then quickly after having a conversation with you, and I think this is the key to things like setbacks, whatever you want to call them, is, okay, actually, when I get over that initial emotional response, how does this work for me? How does this work out? Can I flip this so that it does work out? Or actually, is it linked to something that I've said I've wanted before, but perhaps I've forgotten? So I think that would just be my starting point. So I've droned on a bit there, but I would just say it's actually about how you frame the setback in terms of your language um, and in terms of letting yourself feel that emotional response when you first have it, because everyone's entitled to that, but then letting that pass. And once the dust settles, actually, let's how can we view this in a better light? Um, and it doesn't have to be all sunshines and rainbows and, you know, really positive, but just a bit more positive than you were at the beginning. And where where are you now? And I think that's what we did today. And um, and it massively helped me. So. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really good. Um, what I mean by that is, I'm really thrilled that that helped you mm. um, today because you could actually very quickly feel the difference in you and the way you were speaking and the way you were feeling actually. So that's that's really, really good. It's interesting though what you say about language. You know, um, I rarely use words like setbacks mm. and stuff like that. So negative. Yeah, um, but it's interesting that. I used the word uh, setback because I knew it would be the one that most people would recognise. Yeah. So it's so interesting that we recognise and we associate more with the negative than we do with a positive word. Yeah, and no, I totally agree with that. Yeah, so that's why I actually used that word. It was really interesting. I once, um, maybe people have seen this, there's an inspirational speech by Denzel Washington you know, he does quite a few of these and it's at universities, you know, alumni um, or just as they're graduating and things like that. And he was speaking about when he was young and this whole thing of having something to fall back on, you know, mm. and I'm just talking about negative words really and how to reframe, but, you know, about full, you know, make sure you've got a, a college degree, a college um qualification or yeah. a university degree. backup plan yeah make sure you've got something to fall back on mm. and what was so interesting the, he he really decried that don't fall back what he actually said was from now on I want you to think about falling forward don't fall back you're not here to fall back on anything yeah you're here to fall forward and I thought that was so you know it's a very simple turnaround on words but that just completely, very different switch in the mind. Yeah, totally. Fall forward, not fall back. And it's the same with if there's a so-called setback, as you just mm-hmm. said, you turned it around pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so you were, you were ready for that, though. So how do you think you'd be, and you were asking for it, but on a different level. So you kind of manifested exactly what you wanted. You're very good at manifestation. You said about that before. You're a, you're a, you're a very good manifester. Um, sometimes I don't think you realise how good you are and then when you do get what you want it actually sometimes doesn't come in the way that you think you want it frustrating (laughs) yeah Um, and then of course we turn it around and you think oh look 
look, there it was. God, and I actually manifested that. Well, actually, within 20 minutes, I manifested that. Um, so how do you think, though, we, we had that conversation. How do you think, though, other people that don't have that conversation, what are the tools to be able to turn that around? Um, I think it's kind of linked to what I said at the beginning. I think it's allow yourself the space to react, first of all because something unexpected has happened and that can be, you know, shocking, upsetting, whatever it may be. Um, give yourself that room to, to feel and don't, you know, don't feel kind of, don't beat yourself up about that if you have to take some time to process. Um, but then I would say my advice would be, and this maybe sounds a little bit insensitive, but don't wallow. So I am someone that can wallow. <laughs> and if I want to feel sad or upset, for example, I know the things that will keep me in that place. And sometimes I think that's helpful, you know, if you feel like you really need to feel an emotion. But I think when it comes to setbacks in terms of turning them around as quickly as possible, I would say don't allow yourself to wallow. Feel the emotion, process it, but then, okay, right, what can we do to to fix this? Because I think there's almost like a point of no return. Mm. I think you can only allow so much of an emotional response until your whole day, week, month is ruined. And that's then a bit of a risky, dangerous place to be in, in terms of how you're then going to feel for the rest of that period of time. Um, so that's what I would say. I think my first tip would be don't allow yourself to wallow too much and very quickly do what you can to snap yourself out of it. So whether that is you know, signing off work for a bit, taking a lunch break early and going and do something you enjoy or calling a friend or calling your, you know, in my case, I called you um, and just someone that won't keep you in that place, you know, won't keep you bitching or moaning about whatever, you know, bad thing has happened, but actually will lift you out of that and put your mind onto something more positive. I think I would, that's definitely the first step that I would take. And it sounds obvious, but I think so many of us don't give ourselves the space to then feel good and we either wallow or remain almost like trapped because we just carry on with the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And we don't give ourselves time to pull ourselves up out of that, that kind of initial upset reaction, which is totally fair enough. Yeah, very difficult, though, to pull yourself out of it when you're focused on it because For it's sure. the law of attraction and you build momentum on it. Um, and remember that window, 16 seconds, literally, um, you know, within 16 seconds, you, the law of attraction is going to bring you another thought like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, t- energy now is speeding up, time speeding up. So you really even haven't got 16 seconds anymore. The title of my book is now outdated when you think about it, because we're looking at 14 seconds, roughly, to be honest. You're gonna have to um, write another one. <laughs> the sequel, okay. 14 seconds coming soon. Okay, no, <laughs> don't believe her. That's not true. Um but um, but that is our responsibility, isn't it? Like we, you were saying about, you know, being aware of that. Now, awareness is your empowerment. Mm-hmm. That's the key. When something happens, do you, it's really, and I get it in the split second, you're not bothered about whether you want to feel empowered or disempowered. Of course you're not. Um, you're in it at that point. But it's like episodes like this that I hope kind of resonate that you've got to kind of, you've got to in the back of your mind that, Oh, actually, okay. I feel the way I feel. Yeah. Do I want to empower myself now or do I not? Mm. Um, and you use the word wallowing and I, yeah, let's use that word only because everybody understands that word. Most people understand that word. You, you know, you stay in it. And as we say, law of attraction brings you more like it, momentum builds. But the fact is though, that then at that point, before you get into that, it's, well, do I want to empower myself or do I want to stay here and disempower myself? Because not feeling good is disempowering. 
Yes. It really is. It's going with the lower ego. It's going with that response that, that, um, because when something like that happens, we feel wronged. Mm-hmm. And that's ego, you know, yeah. even though we can justify it. The minute you go into justifying, you're in ego. Um, what I would also say, now this, God, I don't know what anybody would think about this, and I get it if you want to throw things at me, but I was saying this to you, wasn't I? Be aware of what you're asking for mm-hmm. because we do create our own reality, and we do, and, and I know that a lot of people don't don't like that because there are some things that happen that we don't even want to, we don't want to know that we're, we've created that. I've had some stuff going on for me in the past few months where I've got to hold my hands up and say, you know, I was the co-creator of that. I was looking for growth. (laughs) I asked for growth. You definitely got growth. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I definitely got growth in spades. But of course I asked for growth. I did actually ask for growth through joy. I I did it, but we don't tend to grow through joy, to be honest. We stagnate through joy. We love joy, but we stay in our comfort zone with joy. I know. (laughs) So um so yeah I asked for growth and then yeah. Yep, I got that. So it's about looking back. Because when I said to you today, um, oh, but what you, it's funny, isn't it, that you asked for that. It kind of switched it for you. It's like, oh my God, I did. Yeah, I basically asked for like a clear, I think I was looking for asking, probably even more subconsciously than consciously, Mm. but um, I wasn't, you know, asking anyone in particular, but just for a kind of sign of of where to go. I was kind of approaching a crossroads in a certain aspect of my life and was looking for a a sign as to which direction to go in. And (laughs) And then today came a very strong, clear sign of which way to go. And the way that the the sign appear the way that it happened wasn't necessarily in a way that I would have expected or liked, or liked <laughs> that exactly that made it then feel like a setback um and just an unexpected you know kind of upsetting turn of events but then as I said when I took that emotional kind of feeling out of it and explained to mum well what I've been thinking and asking for before it happened it was then like right actually this may not have occurred in the way that you thought it would but the desired outcome is the same and I am getting that clarity and I am getting that um guidance on kind of which way to go Mm. um maybe not in the way that i would have ideally liked but maybe a lot quicker than than a a route that i would have liked so it is it is just shifting it is shifting your outlook and don't get me wrong i'm not um you know we're not naive enough or insensitive enough to think that this can be done with everything and there are some things that are you know massive to to overcome but with these smaller setbacks that feel really large in the moment and really kind of um, impactful in the moment, but actually maybe in the in the grand scheme of things, this thing that I'm talking about, for example, it's not the be all and end all, but in that moment it felt like it. Um, these things, that's when you can kind of try and take your power back and think, right, how am I going to respond to this? Mm. And I know it's not the end and end all, but it's still an important part of your life. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, that was, it was important, very important to you at that time. Do you know, as you were speaking though, as you were just saying that, maybe then how we could reframe it, you were saying about reframing, maybe how we could reframe it if we think about the word setback, because as you say, you, you kind of got the answer you were looking for, yeah. you know, so now that's movement forward for you. You take action on that now and then it's movement forward mm. rather than in that um, should I, shouldn't I, will I, won't I and all that kind of stuff, you know, which keeps us stuck, yeah. that procrastinating. So now you actually, you know, for movement forward. So maybe then what we could do is if we can look at it in a different way, this so-called setback, maybe we could call setback 
an opportunity. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, that might be a way if you can, once you felt the emotion of it and you can step back, maybe then at that point you can ask yourself, what's the opportunity in this? Because as I say, on some level, you would have created this hand in hand with the universal energies all around you. So this will lead you to growth and it will lead you to somewhere better, even if we can't see it at the time. So maybe we could reframe setback into opportunity, falling forward into opportunity. Yeah. I really like that idea of falling forward. I don't like the idea of having a backup plan. And I know a lot of people do it because it, it kind of instills maybe a sense of safety or, but I think it kind of keeps you held back from, from achieving what you really want to, um, because you're constantly prepared Mm -hmm. to fail, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's failure is always an option. Failure is always on your mind because Mm -hmm. don't worry, you've got that backup plan. Mm -hmm. You've got that backup job or backup savings or whatever it is and it's great to have those things it's great to have options but I would view them as options rather than backup plan because I know I'm going to fail and when that time happens I need something else to fall back on so I really like that you that you mentioned that because I think that that makes a lot of sense and again it's reframing and it's language but I think language is so important Um, it can't be underestimated because it really influences how we feel about certain things and just switching the language a little bit can make something feel that feels really negative, really positive. Mm. And I think that's quite an interesting exercise to do anyway. You know, how how are you referring to your relationship, your job, your friends, your family, you know, your money situation? What is the language that you're using mm. around that? Because it's it's massive, it's massively important and it also impacts how other people see it as well. Mm. So if you know if if you know if you're always saying, Oh, I'm broke, I'm broke, I don't have any money, I don't have any money that's how other people are going to see you. You know, Holly's the broke one. Holly's the one that never has any money. Mm. Um, And it's how you start to see yourself. Mm. And so the prospect of even the thought of even having money and then not being that, that version of yourself is just, God, that's never going to happen, is it? And Mm. it's never going to happen. So I think language is, is massive, especially when it comes to kind of situations that feel negative, like setbacks and stuff like that. We've got to remember that our language comes from our thoughts. You know, you say what you think, you know, it's not disconnected. You say what you think and your thoughts are vibration. So if you're vibrating at the thought you think, so if it is lack, such as um, I've got to keep these savings for a rainy day because I won't have any other money or something, whatever it is, then yes, you're vibrating at lack which means it's very difficult for you to move forward into abundance. It is risky, though, because sometimes I do then use that as an excuse to buy something with those rainy days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to show, you know, that, that, that I'm not relying on this. It's, it's, it's yeah. all good. So let me just buy this uh, Lego set that I don't need. Yeah. No, I know. You, you, yeah, you do do that. But then, <laughs> and then let's be honest. And then at, at times you go into fear. You no, know. true. Yeah, um, true. And that's that's how most people will mm-hmm. um, will be. What I do want to say about this backup plan and this um, fear is you've got to remember that we can't give ourselves a hard time about this because the brain is designed to keep you safe. So it is much easier for anybody to feel safe, that do anything they can to be in their comfort zone. But Even if it's not good for them. Well, they, we, we can't progress in our mm-hmm. comfort zone. We, we don't. We, we just, as we say, stagnate. Growth comes from stretch. And yeah, you can get a bit of panic in there as well. Mm-hmm. But growth definitely comes from stretch. 
And you see, the thing is, just going back to that very beginning of this about setbacks is if we can allow anything like that that happens to be those opportunities to fall forward, then we can get to a place where we don't respond emotionally to setbacks. Mm. In time. Zen. In time. Well, I'm not saying it's Zen, (laughs) but I am saying very much that it's in connection with, yeah, your higher self. It is. Mm. It's more of who you truly are. It's the potential of who you truly are. If you can get to that place where, actually, you know what? The last so-called setback I had, what did that lead to, you know? What did that lead to? When I did come out of the vibration of that and it was movement forward, what did it lead to, Mm. you know? Then when you look at that, and it would, if you had chosen to open up to that opportunity, it would have given you an opportunity. It's whether or not you stayed in the setback. Yeah. Let's be clear about that. If you stayed in the vibration of the setback, you wouldn't have got any good movement forward at all. Mm -hmm. But if you were open to the opportunity of movement forward, then you would have seen the benefit of it. Now, if you do that, and it's your own experience, the next time, because it's your own experience that teaches you, nothing else. So next time, you'll have more ease with allowing the so-called setback to be an opportunity. Yeah, because the emotional part is, it's not that it's bad to be emotional at all. I'm, I'm all for emotions, but it's quite draining. You know, that, that burst of anger or upset or outrage, whatever whatever it is that you're feeling, it's draining. It's not enjoyable, you know? So the the only person that isn't benefiting from that is is you and maybe actually the I don't know the people around you as well depending how how your emotions kind of manifest outwardly um but so yeah reducing that emotional reaction is I think an ideal you know outcome and something to be aware of because it can have a you know it it's great that you get to transforming that view mm-hmm. of the setback into something positive, but how long does it take you to get there? And if you can reduce that amount of time as much as possible, I think that's a really good thing to aim for. Yeah. Well, if you, if you think about the res, uh, the response you give to, to this so-called setback, whether you're angry or whatever, it normally stems from fear. Mm, definitely. Okay. So it stems from fear. So if you can, if you have had the experience in the past where that setback has opened an opportunity down the line. It might have been four years down the line, but it got you to an opportunity and it got you into a better place than you were before. Then you'll know on a level that you don't need to be fearful. Yeah. Because you've you've done it before. You've done it before. Mm -hmm. And yes, it was maybe the way to reframe it is not to be fearful. You know it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Just accept the fact that you're going to be in discomfort yeah. for a time. If you can accept that, acceptance of discomfort can actually disappear. Discomfort can then disappear so much quicker than if you're resisting it. Okay, if you resist it, you're putting more momentum behind it. If you accept the discomfort, feel it. I know it doesn't feel great. But feel it and move with it because it will be an opportunity. It is an opportunity. You come out of it quicker and easier. You feel the discomfort and then you move into movement forward. You fall forward. Yeah, like I know it's cliche, but it is nothing lasts forever. Yeah. And I find that, that notion quite comforting because although it means that the good stuff doesn't last forever, I think, you know, you can always create more good stuff and you know more memories and all of that kind of stuff but the it also means that the negative stuff doesn't last forever so even if you are uncomfortable even if you are scared whatever 
you know, kind of negative emotion you're feeling, you're not going to feel that forever. And that's just the way that life goes. That's one of the best things I think about life is that you, one, you have the ability to pull yourself out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, which don't get me wrong is sometimes really annoying to think about because I'd love to have the excuse of not being able to pull myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Cause that would be a, <laughs> um, a lot easier to manage perhaps, um, or hide behind. Um, but also as well, yeah, nothing lasts forever. So yeah. it's all temporary. Mm-hmm. But the absolutely, it's all temporary. But the, the, how can I put it? The more you're able to look at life in the way that whatever's coming is an opportunity, then although nothing lasts forever, everything that's happening will be more of the good. Yep. Because even if it's not good, you won't be looking on it in that way. Mm-hmm. Your perspective has shifted. Your perspective has shifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it will just be more good, more good, more good, more learnings, more learnings, more opportunities, more opportunities for growth. I think it's quite scary how I'm sounding more and more like you as this podcast goes on. I don't think that was one of the outcomes that I uh, <laughs> pr- predicted. Um, I think that's a good place to stop, though. Yeah, what you sound like me? No, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> just in terms, <laughs> in terms joking, of time. But I think that that's really that, that's definitely really helped me. Our conversation earlier, and this is kind of a, uh, a an extended version of that conversation, was really helpful. And it's not always what you want to hear when you first have that initial setback because you are in the emotional moment of it. But I think when you take some time to process, thinking about stuff like this the stuff that we've mentioned and talked about is really helpful good I'm really to pull pleased. yourself out of it yeah. yeah just don't be fearful mm-hmm. that's really what it's about don't be fearful and then if you're not fearful if you can come out of that as we say then you're in more of an opportunity to reframe yeah and go in the direction of what we've just spoken about today yeah definitely thank you mum no I thank you (laughs) thank you so much to anyone who's listened to this episode we really hope you've enjoyed it as always there are links in the description as to the other places that you can find us mum has an Instagram page she posts lots lots of content on there I also have a weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday so other places to find us if you'd like to but we hope you have a wonderful week living a hell yes. yes bye bye